Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, joined by Jason Shear and the great Bruce Pasco. Hello, Bruce. How you doing, man? Good. How are you guys? All right, Bruce. First of all, we got to know where are you coming from? Is this an is this a basement? Uh, it's just my home office. Yeah, it's a it's a converted storage room. So kind of you know, it's bricks and wood and. All right. Got, we got a little a lot- uh, window AC here. Barely keeps up on the hot days, but it's good enough. We got a lot to get to, Bruce. But uh, first and foremost, we want to talk about. Oh, by the way, people here asking: uh, Is anyone here back in the A? Did you? Were there back the A chance in the Middle East? There, Bruce. No. Oh, all right. I thought there, there might actually be. more. Well, you probably saw it. There was a lot more fans rooting for Lebanon in that last game. And then the other two games, honestly, it was just basically the traveling party that showed up and they weren't they weren't doing that kind of stuff. Right. All right, Bruce. So we got a lot to get to here. First and foremost, though, what do you think about this new Tommy Lloyd constructed roster right here? Well, I mean, I think, you know, he he had a he kind of came through on what what he was talking about. I think, you know, Jason and I were there and. What was it the end of April and that uh, EYBL thing in, in uh, Phoenix? And, you know, he was saying, hey, don't panic. You know, we got some things maybe you guys don't know about. And, you know, at that point, I think you have like, what, six guys or something. And, um, you know, but he put together, a, you know, what, what appears to be a really competitive roster. If you can get all these pieces together, it's, you know, it might be as, you know, it might be as good a team as he's had. Well, but, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I remember, but it's funny. That was like two years in a row that Tommy Lloyd was telling us not to worry. Yeah. And he knew what he was doing. And then meanwhile, everyone was worrying and wondering what he was doing. So I think All he's right. earned the right to uh, for people to be a little patient. And yeah, I mean, I think the roster composition is the best he's had here. I know it's only three years, but uh, this feels like the, the roster that's put together the best so far. All right, we got a lot to. We're going to talk a lot on this show about, like I said, the roster construction, the Emoy, Bruce going around in the Middle East in a rental car. But first, Bruce, we got to talk. How was your trip in the Middle East in the rental car, though? Did you get how did when you touched down? How was it for you? You know, the, it's funny you asked that because the first thing the woman said to me was, well, one of the first things she said, she took forever to fill out the contract. Now, usually here you, you get like a preferred deal and you, you go pick up the keys and you drive out. Here it was like this whole long process. And then at the end, she says, don't eat in the car. You will be fined. And so that was like, that was my first, you know, I guess I, I had known that this was a safe country, but I didn't realize, uh, you know, it was safe partly because the rules are so strict and there's cameras everywhere and there's, you know, all kinds of things. And there's... Um, uh, it's, it's, you know, there's just a lot of, a lot of stuff. And, and then I found driving around, I was actually trying to find a laundromat the first night I got in in Dubai. Um, and I picked one out and, and it was in the third floor. I couldn't see it driving by and there's nowhere to pull over. Like there's no shoulders anywhere. So you just keep driving. It's like, you're on a little race course. And, uh, I eventually found a place to park and, and, and hunted around and finally found it. But, um, but that was the thing I found just driving around the roads are really safe. And maybe this is because they're engineered that way, but they don't let you get off. There's, there's like no, uh, there's no shoulders. Uh, a lot of times there's, you have to do U-turns and weird little loops and stuff, but I think it's all engineered to like minimize the potential collisions. And I didn't see a wreck the whole time I was there and I didn't get a scratch on my car. It was, that was pretty nice. Um, but it's just, it's a whole different deal. And, and the fact the drivers are very, uh, good and nobody speeds cause apparently you're one mile over, they'll give you a ticket on a camera and you know, did you, but Bruce, it doesn't matter though if you speed because you're out of the country by then. What are they going to do? 
No, it catches up to you. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some catch up to me. I, I don't know. Honestly, I thought I was in. You were speeding, weren't you, Bruce? I I but there were times, there were a couple of times when I just didn't know what the speed limit was. So I just kept behind everybody else. But you still, you never know. All right. Sheer, Sheer and I both think, and Sheer, you tell me if I'm wrong, we think that this is going to be Tommy Lloyd's toughest roster right here, top to bottom. Keyshaw Johnson coming in. Um, you've obviously got, got Jaden Bradley, Caleb Love. What do you think just from a toughness, uh, testosterone perspective there, Bruce? Me? Uh, yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think they should be a little tougher. I think uh, Johnson showed that on this trip. I mean, we've seen it with San Diego State. That's the kind of player he is. He's He's going to uh, knock it around. I think, you know, I had heard that he wants to come here and be a three-point shooter and show that part of his game. And But I think, you know, they need him to, to, to bang around a little bit. And, and maybe because of this offense, he gets free to shoot some threes, which he did over there. And, and maybe maybe that works for him and the team. You know, we'll, we'll see how that, that works out. But but he adds a little bit. I think certainly uh, Previs is, you know, looks like he's physical and ready to go as a true freshman. And then... You know, you've got Umar Ballo in there, uh, you know, and even even Pella Larson, you know. Bruce, we got to talk about Umar Ballo. You brought up Umar Ballo. He's carrying a little few extra pounds, it looked like there. We don't like that, Bruce. Well, you, you know, I mean, he was probably not as productive as we've seen in that trip. But, uh, you know, I don't I think it's just hard to to judge anything on on especially those first two games because they were just against shoe spring all stars they threw together local dudes you know and then a couple of good players i think they talked into playing basically and and nobody like him really there certainly was in in lebanon with amari spellman and a couple other bigs they had but those first two games are just like it wasn't really a good matchup for him i didn't think so i i just don't know if you can read too much into that and it's it's august we'll see if he's if he's out of shape and it's november 1st then i would be concerned if i were if i were arizona sure do you do you side with bruce or do you side with me on this one right here about umar Ballo? we expect the leader of men to be in better shape do we not yeah i mean it was disappointing i i agree with bruce where if it's an issue on you know november 1st we worry about it a lot more than now he, he still has time but you would have liked to see him you know play better than he did I know he didn't play against great competition, but um, you know that's almost more reason why I, I would have liked to see him play well and, and kind of show, hey, I'm, I'm bigger than everyone. And kind of like Omari Spellman did, like Bruce mentioned, Omari played great and was completely out of shape. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you want to see Omar kind of play better than he did. Bruce. All right, now, Jacob Franklin, if we could pull up some of these pictures right here. We have some documentation of this Middle East trip with Mr. Bruce Pascoe. Let's get the one with the four. Uh, yes. Bruce, what's going on in this picture right here? Take us through it. To, I was just talking to Justin for some notes. He was giving me some uh, background. I think what they did that day, I believe they um, did a desert safari where they were out in like these big SUVs driving around the sand dunes and camels. And I was basically asking, hey, did anybody get hurt? Because... <laughs> If you're a coach, I'm thinking the last thing you want is your roster to be running around on uh, dune buggies or whatever the day before a game. Um, but no, he's he said no. And, and the reason why, too, is that was a um, it was a players only ex expedition. So nobody I don't think Justin even went. I think TJ Benson went and he got info from him. But, you know, everybody was fine. They were just sitting there hanging out a little bit. But no, I wasn't I wasn't even there. I, I went back to the press table after that, shortly after that picture was taken, I think. What is Emoy drinking right there? Is that a Four Peaks? I don't know that that Four Peaks distribution goes quite that wide. If they do, <laughs> props to that, man. But I don't know, honestly. 
Did you have a beer on the entire trip? No. Bruce. Uh, Come on, Bruce. People were partying. No, I, I mean, and I, you know, normally I would, especially the night before a game after you get done or, you know. But honestly, this trip was, I, I think, was, I, oh, there was this lounge in, um, in a suburb of Tel Aviv, a lounge where you could, so I was there till two and I had a little like tap Carlsberg or some European beer. And I poured a little bit and it was, and just, it tasted off. That was it. I had like two sips of that. That was about it. All right, Bruce. I, was up, I mean, I was up working till two, three, four local time and then having to get up every morning to go wherever they're going or to catch the, you know, yeah, or something was going on. And, and so I just didn't sleep much. So drinking and drinking beer and is not bode well if you're not getting a lot of sleep for me at least. So I now, need to be honest here, Bruce. Was there a Del Taco there in uh, Dubai? No, 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 no. But actually, the, uh, you know, it's funny. When I was looking for the laundromat that night, there was actually a place in the same building. It, I forget what it's called, but it was like a Chipotle-style place. And I looked at it, I thought, this is not going to be good. And I thought about going somewhere else. But in the interest of time, I gave it a try, and it was actually really good. So that was actually the best. I mean, that was the only time I ate Mexican food on the whole trip. So, But no, there was, I mean, there was great meals everywhere, really. Israel, all over the place. And Did you uh, meet any foreign dignitaries? on your trip there i did uh no i didn't we didn't i think maybe maybe the coaches came into contact with one but no not really you know, you know the 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 main guy was the uh the guy who who organized the israel trip he was actually a, a new yorker a former hedge tra- hedge fund guy who basically retired and you know he wants to promote israel so he was around but but as far as uh, politicians dignitaries etc no I didn't see any. I mean, there was like, no, nah. I think at the USA basketball game, there was like a, one of the sheiks was there or something, but I don't know. Sure. I thought you might met the, the sheik. I got excited. That was a rumor. Uh, yeah. No, no. In fact, um, you know, uh, Kokoski was spreading some rumors about that too, I think. But, uh, <laughs> so I is that nonsense, Bruce? Are we I saying, know, I don't did know, the hashtag- know what college basketball is. I, I think they, you know, <laughs> they know what the NBA is. They love you see kids and wearing nba jerseys around but you know college basketball i think in europe people know a little bit that follow basketball but um but a lot of these places you know i remember in jerusalem somebody asked me who were they because i was behind them and he says who is that team and i said university of arizona and he looked at me like he had no idea and i said well it's kind of like the best the next i just kind of said it's the next division below nba and then he like and then he seemed to understand you know which is, I guess, the best way you can explain it to somebody from there. All right. We want to talk a little bit about Tommy Lloyd here. We're going to get back to specifics on the court. But you can so you can verify that the Emoy did not meet the shake because we all got excited about this because a lot of people are reporting this, Bruce. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, um, actually, it's funny because, well, Justin actually told me that. And then I went to Emoy and asked him, I said, did you really meet him? And he's like, nah, Justin's pulling your leg. So, no. Yeah, do you think no. do you think Emoy might have been might have just been humble during this time and just didn't want to acknowledge it? He's always actually humble. I think people I think partly people partly people have fun with him because he is such a down to earth modest guy. He's just he's just he's just a good guy. Yeah. All right, Bruce. We're going to talk about uh, Tommy Lloyd here. What it's like covering him. But first, Bruce, have you ever had Wink before? W Y N K. Have you ever no. heard of this? No. <laughs> All right, here's what it is, Bruce. Tell me if this is funny. This is a seltzer with a wink of THC. Get it? Do you get it? 
I get it, but I don't know. <laughs> All right, here's here's the deal. Available in either 2.5 milligrams or 5 milligram cans, you can find Wink right here in Arizona, Bruce. And look for Wink at all Sunday goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanico Dispensary in Tucson. They're now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen other places. To find the fastest way to get your hands on one, go to drinkwink.com. Bruce, if I gave you a Wink, would you drink it? No. All right. Fair enough. Bruce. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Now, but I would drink it though. And Jason Shearwood, let's talk about covering Tommy Lloyd a little bit. Cause you've covered a lot of different people. You covered Jerry Tarkanian. You covered Lute Olson. You covered the great Kevin O'Neill. You've covered many different people. What is Tommy Lloyd like for you as far as access? Because I'll tell you one thing, Tommy Lloyd likes Bruce Pascoe. Well, I mean, he's, I think he's, you know, I think after a couple of years, and this goes for Jason too. I think he's developed a little bit of of trust in us, and um, you know, it's it's a, you know, it's it's a comfortable working relationship. You kind of have to be like that as a beat reporter, not be too close, but you don't want to be enemies either, where you don't you don't get anything accomplished. So, um, but yeah, no, he's just you know, I think I think I uh, think. You know, I think access is partly controlled by the university and and how things work over there. So it's it's a little different. But um, you know, I mean, it's 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 marginally better than it was under the previous coaching staff. I would say, you know, you talk about Kevin O'Neill. Kevin O'Neill is probably the most open coach I've ever seen. Now he came with plenty of baggage, but you could go to any practice. You could talk to anybody at any time. You could call him on a cell phone. These are things that you just don't do most of the time with college high level college coaches and um you know so that said i mean you know but for me it's you know access is always especially nowadays it's just uh you know it's tough at most high level college programs arizona's not unusual and so you know you hope that you have a coach that uh you know at least tell you what's going on and be truthful and and you know approachable when you when you do have access to him and i think tommy lloyd is pretty much that so you know in that sense it's hard to complain sheer explain the moment when we knew that tommy lloyd was a different one when he was talking with bruce about a year and a half ago when we were in uh Uh, uh, yeah we were at section seven and tommy basically missed an entire game i think it was devin williams so it wasn't like a heavy recruitment but he missed the game in order to give an interview to bruce and i and honestly like i can't think of many coaches that would yeah I'll tell you what, that was actually a good story that, and that will tell you something about him. And I didn't, I told him, you know, he, I think he was, if I remember right, Jason, he was going to talk to you guys in a group the next day, but it was father's day weekend. And my son was coming back from college. He was only going to be here this weekend. I told him, I said, Hey, I got plans. I got family stuff going on. Is there any way I can catch you for a couple minutes? And then he, he did that. And then that, that was, yeah, that was above and beyond. I mean, I don't, that's, you know, I don't normally do that. And, and there's been a, I think there was one time during the season when he agreed because I was going to fly out earlier and he tried to switch up his interview till later. And then because I was leaving, I think they moved it back earlier. There, there's been so he has been a little accommodating like that. And that that is very unusual. I think, you know, I mean, generally he's, you know, everybody will tell you he's he's a good guy. And I think, you know, when he comes to us, it's it's yeah, it's you know, it's always a little bit bit trickier because sometimes we'll have to write stuff that he doesn't like sometimes i'll throw him a question that he doesn't like or some hypothetical he lives he hates to answer those as you guys know and stuff like that but for the most part um yeah you, you can't you can't complain but I, I will say i mean it's not like i'm 
going to him every day. And, and I, you would, have his phone number. You have his phone number, don't you, Bruce? No, I don't. Actually, yeah. I don't. It's funny because I'm actually doing Pac-12 previews uh, right now for um, Blue Ribbon Yearbook, and I've got like five or six Pac-12 coaches in my phone, and I, I've texted a couple of them to arrange some interviews, but I don't have Tommy's because that's the way it works over there. And and he doesn't want – and, you know, it's not like it's not like it really matters because I don't think I would be be calling him just left and right anyway. I mean, you know, if I need him, if I really need him for something, I can go through Nate, the the – the basketball communications guy and, and usually get an answer pretty quick. And that, that's, that's, you know, that works. Do we get a, do we get a spoiler alert on the blue ribbon? Are you picking Arizona? Uh, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if he's put them out, but I think, you know, that's kind of how, that's kind of how I think it looks. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, you're you back know. in the A Bruce. Huh? You're back in the A. That's not necessarily back in the A. That's just journalistically <laughs> looking at it like, hey, this team's going to be pretty good. Up and down, they probably have a better roster than USC, probably. And Tommy Lloyd's record as a coach has been pretty good in two years. And, you know, so I think I, I think you probably – it's a close call, but I think you probably go with them. What about Oregon, Bruce? Oregon's just always like – it's just – you just never it's know. Schizophrenic. Every year, they're usually better than you expect. They get it together. Last year, though, they haven't. They weren't, so – you know, but but Dana Altman's tough because he's a good coach and uh, they run some stuff that's just really hard to defend. It's just a question of always. It's a question of whether he gets by in with that team and and if they have chemistry problems or whatever. And you just never know from year to year how it's going to go. They could be really good or they could just implode. And Bruce, you want to hear a joke about uh, Dana Altman that I can tell you? It's a good joke. Go ahead. All right. So yeah. my old family's from Crete, Nebraska. Dana Altman is from yeah. Crete, Nebraska. Right. Okay. What do you call people that move out of Crete, Nebraska? I don't know. An excretion. Do <laughs> you get it? Okay. Bruce, it's funny. Come on. Oh, I laugh every time, Mike. You guys made that up yourselves? No. Oh, did somebody, did did somebody like in some rival town make that up? No, I made it up, Bruce. Believe it or not, I can come up with an original piece of content every now and then, but it's very rare. All right. I want to talk about the strengths of this team and maybe some of the weaknesses right here. But first, Bruce, have I ever told you about BetMGM? Have you heard of BetMGM? I have. All right. Here's the deal. Now, Bruce, do you ever wager? Are you allowed to wager, Bruce? I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I, I, I mean... I I, gen, I don't have an app or do any of that. I mean, there's been times when I've been in Vegas and, you know, my dad will say, hey, bet on the – one year he had me bet on the Padres win the World Series, so I did that. But, like, no, I don't generally. I don't, day to day, I don't generally. Okay, but first, all right, let me tell you about BetMGM real quick here, Bruce. we got to pay the bills here. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details. Bruce, here's how big the PH or the AZ Wildcats podcast is. Sheer and I have been saying for the last four months, back the A, take the over of five wins, and guess what has happened since then, Bruce? The People line has gone in our direction. People are putting down money right there, Bruce. Yeah. We run yeah, I mean, You know, sentiment moves the lines. There's no question about that. I mean, I used to live in Las Vegas, and so I, I uh, you know, watched a lot, learned a lot about that, you know, wrote about it a couple of times, talked to some, you know, I talked to some sportsbook guys or stories. I mean, I know how that works. And right. exactly, you guys may have influenced a little bit. 
All right, or, now. Know, but I, I will say this, that often with a team like Arizona, even in a random game against Washington State or something, they'll, you know, they might add a, a half a point or a point to the line just because it's Arizona and they know money's going to come in on them, even if that's not a true, a true, a true line as they would define it, you know. All right, let's get to the strengths of the team, but let's hear the disclaimer here first, though. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Did you hit the little speed speed voice thing on that or what? Believe it or not, that's not me, Bruce. I can't. I can talk fast, but not nearly that fast, right there. By the way, we have somebody asking a question here. We get this question pretty much on a daily basis, uh, Bruce. Tony Clifton, right here, has Bruce seen <laughs> Dylan's bike? What's the deal with Dylan Anderson's bike? Did they ever find that? Was that a topic of conversation? Oh no, I, I forgot to. I, yeah, I did hear something about that, but I had no. I had no idea, honestly. I'm sorry. All right, next time. All right, here's how cool Bruce is, though. Bruce sent me this when I was uh, not doing well. And, Bruce, I have read this probably front to back probably nine to ten times. And notice who's on the front. Sean Elliott right there. Bruce, you're the man for sending me this. I will always appreciate that. No, I'm glad you got something out of it. I mean, I've read it. I read it once or twice, but it's, yeah, it's it's a far more use to you than than me. So I thought it'd be cool to get if you wanted it. What was it like covering Jerry Tarkanian? Did he, he like Bruce? Well, it was just a different era. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, he was, he was a little bit, you know, honestly, a little bit like Kevin O'Neill in the sense that, and I keep, I I keep bringing the Kevin O'Neill thing up because I know how much you think of him, but yeah, for sure. You know, he was just, he was very open. He just says whatever he was on his mind. He had no, you know, no filters, no, no biases. And I think that's one reason why he got in, you know, uh, you know, arguably got in a little hot water with the NCAA because, you know, he, he would, you know, if people were doing things or whatever, he just judged them by what they did to him. And then he didn't see, you know, he wouldn't have any, um, you know, biases or whatever. So he just treated everybody the same. And, and, uh, you know, you know, maybe in that's in that sense, it, it, it led to some tough things for him, but you know, he was, he was actually pretty easy to cover. It's just a matter of, you know, all the chaos that was going on as a result. And, and so it was, it was very early in my career. So it was, uh, really a dive into covering cops and courts and all kinds of stuff. I mean, we went to a church once when he rescinded his resignation and people were singing and, you know, just, uh, you know, it was just, it it was not just covering basketball so much more. And so in that actually, and then it comes full circle when Sean Miller and then the the program have the FBI poking into him and it was just like, you know, different, but, but a lot of news there again. And so. Right. What is What is your guys now moving back to this team? Uh, uh, Cooper Flag is not coming to Arizona. Is this correct, Jason Shear? Uh, I would be surprised. Yeah, I, I think they might offer him, but I don't foresee him what, coming. Anymore. What are you hearing, Bruce? I I defer to Jason on that. I've I've just been reading about him. I mean, and it doesn't sound like he's even considering him very seriously, if at all. I'm, I I you know, yeah. What are your so guys? Big- he's not been somebody I've really even thought about. You know. Right looking at because like no what do you think of jamari phillips and carter bryant you've seen them uh you've seen them up close bruce well i think you know at the time we saw them in april um 
I think Bryant had a kind of a tough weekend. And I think, you know, the way it sounded like, I think he was just feeling a little pressure to, to, you know, uh, to sort of stand out and, and maybe trying to defer in some sense. It was, it was, it was an odd weekend, but you could, you could tell he had, you know, he has high major skills. It's just a matter of, you know, him developing that and, and, and coming around and being comfortable with that. And, you know, he's still, he's still pretty young. And, and then Phillips just was, a just a score. I mean, my God, he, you know, he was, he was really impressive. And that, that maybe jumped out at me a little more just because, you know, I didn't know much about him. I didn't, you know, he wasn't that highly rated. I think, you know, arguably he could be rated a little higher. Um, but, but yeah, just, uh, you know, a, really an ability to, to score in just a number, number of ways, pretty much, you know, get to the line, shooting threes, you name it. Let's talk about the newcomers on this team. A good buddy of mine who may or not, may not be on the screen um, was downplaying K.J. Lewis and said that he probably wasn't that good coming out of high school. Bruce Pascoe, I say that this person is wrong, and I'm very impressed by K.J. Lewis and what I've seen. What have you seen from the shooting guard out of Tucson via El Paso via Texas? Well, he, you know, um, Tommy Lloyd said all along that he doesn't care about the rankings. I think Lewis finished what, Jason, was he like? in the eighties, I think in his class ranking or something like that. And, um, you know, Tommy Lloyd pretty much considering him like he's a McDonald's type of player and that's why he's talked about him. And, and, you know, I think, you know, on this trip, and again, it's really tough to tell the competition, but he looked, he looked the part, you know, he didn't, he looked like a player that was better than his rating. That's, that's for sure. And, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see how he kind of weaves into this, this team because there's so many guys on the perimeter and so many veteran guys and but he does bring a little bit of, of a different game so you know i think there might you know might be interesting to see sure what, what say you about this gross oversight that bruce pasco was nice and didn't call you out directly on i was just looking against bruce had believe it or not we had him 82 and it was higher than everybody else hmm. yeah. is, it, it, it's, yeah it's what i said like he had a rough like few weeks of evaluation season. Um, I think we had him at like 40 at one point. So we probably shouldn't have dropped him as much as we did. I think 40 would have been fair. Yeah. I think he's well, a little know, better than that, but not bad. Yeah. 40. Well, you know, well, the thing about it too, guys, is like, I think it's good for a lot of the most players anyway, to be not a McDonald's guy, to be just outside. And then they just have a chip on their shoulder their entire career, you know, and, you know, he, he he talked about that a little bit um, on the trip. I said I didn't even bring it up, and he said something about that. You know, or whatever. He, I think he, you know, he's motivated, and that that's that's a good thing. Sometimes these guys coming in, and and also too the guys that are McDonald's guys. Sometimes I think they they feel like they should be because they're that guy. They should be in the NBA in the draft on the stage at the, in the green room the next year. And if it's not, they're transferring or they're, you know, they're, they're causing chemistry problems or whatever. And we've seen that many times too. So I think he's in that good zone where, you know, there, there's a lot of recognition of him, but, but not, not too much. What do you guys think about both of you guys right here? What do you guys think about Montias Crevis and Philly B? Philly B is developing a cult following down here in Tucson, Bruce. Um, I'm going to go with the expert Bruce first, and then we're going to go to Shear after that. What do you think about Crevis and Philly B? Well, I think, um, you know, I think Borovichin was was very impressive, uh, but mostly in the, those first two games. He didn't. He didn't have quite the impact against Lebanon, um, and and he, you know I think just the uh, just the 
you know, all around game he had filling the box score, basically flirting with a triple double in both of those games. That was pretty impressive because we haven't, you know, we haven't seen much of him. I mean, he didn't play much last year. Most of the practices are closed. We have no idea, you know, what is he, but we do know that we've heard he has his, um, you know, unbelievable upside and, uh, you know, developmental player. Maybe he starts to grow into that this year and, and he, and he becomes in the mix. Um, you know, and I think as far as, uh Krivas, it was just you know like i said before he just seems physically ready he seems confident um you know a guy you know a guy who's you know i mean he looks well you know he looks more way more ready than you would think for for a freshman but but again we're talking about it's just tough to judge off the the, the limited competition they've had skier yeah i mean philly b was awesome those first two games and then yeah. he plays a real team in lebanon and he didn't do anything yeah. And so, but it, it's tough to judge. I, I, I mean, it, it was the same thing with FIBA when you watched him. Like we watched him, and he'd have insane games, and then the next game he's going scoreless, and his coach benched him. Uh, I mean, Crevis is. I'm, I'm all in on Crevis. I mean, it, there's going to be some growing pains, but he looks like an NBA guy to me. Uh, Bruce, it, it, may, it may take a few years, but I, I think he's an NBA guy. You can be the arbitrator right here, uh, Bruce. Sheer and I have a hard-hitting bet that a lot of people are talking about right here. Who plays more minutes in their collegiate career at the U of A, Conrad Martinez or Philly B? Wow, that's interesting. Are you talking about cumulative? Because yeah. Martinez could be here four years. Well, so could Philly really, B. Maybe, but if he blows up the way he could. Maybe off to the NBA? Gone, he might be gone after next year, I would think. Well, you know, it's not just well, NBA, too. If you're If you're – if you're European, you can go and, and you know, you're, you're a non-import player in Europe and you can make a lot of money over there. Like, you don't have to stay here four years. You can just leave. So he, I think for him, it's more about development. I don't know. I don't know him well enough to know if he's really all in and wants to be here as long as whatever. So you're but, thinking then that you're going to go probably Conrad Martinez because you think Philly B could easily be an early entry possibility where Conrad's probably more of a four-year guy. Yeah, but it's a tough call because I don't think Conrad's going to play much at all this year. He's just there's too many guys ahead of him, and he's got ways to go. But I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch, uh, you know, in those late game when they're up by thirty situations, and and he's going to be out there trying to try and win by forty. I mean, he's just that he's really competitive and and fun to watch. So. I don't know. It's a tough call. That's a great question, though, Mike. Uh, Just to no. get all right. So you're going to go with Conrad Martinez. It feels like. I mean, obviously, no insight, but yeah. You're well, go and only him. only because that would only because I'm betting that he probably sticks around longer for a longer career. But I could. I, I like that's a great point. I had never really considered the Philly B leaving early for the pros, but that's a really good point right there, Bruce. I can't uh, argue with that. By the way, Bruce, do you wear sunglasses? Yeah. Well, when I need to, sure. What kind of sunglasses do you wear? I have a um, prescription Ray-Bans I wore on this trip mostly, yeah. Nice. In fact, you need them everywhere in the UAE. Like, the second you walk out the door, it's, it's like here, really. Now, Bruce, I wear Shady Rays. Let me tell you about Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners right now, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 250,000 people. Bruce, if I gave you a pair of Shady Rays, you'd wear them, correct? If they were, if I didn't have to buy them, sure. I mean, All right. I'll, I'll usually do whatever my insurance plan lets me get or if if I get them for free, sure. There is no insurance plan. It would be free, Bruce. Yeah. All right. Now, okay. 
What do you think about Morauskas? Paul, Pauly M, both of you guys right here. Fill me in. Paulius Morauskas. And by the way, uh, Bruce, he's officially called Pauly M. So in all the columns, just call him Pauly M. There's no need for Morauskas. Who says that? You? Oh, everybody's calling him. Sure, isn't it fair to say everybody's calling him Pauly M at this point? Yeah, I mean, that's 100% his nickname. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's good that and, – and, I, you know, it's funny because, like, Crevis, for example – I asked him, how do you say your first name again? And, and he's, I can't even repeat it because there's no way I, it's just like it was with, with, with Tubelis. And we started calling him zoo because like you, there's just a certain, there's the a Z J thingy going on. That you just can't say it. If that you're, little, if you're there, that little hyphen thing over the word. Now, and, so, and it's funny because the, at least as of now, maybe they'll a nickname developed, but as far as I know now, previous, they call him previous. Did you hear? He's got a. Hey, what do you think about this nickname that Sheer gave him, Bruce? Sheer, say it. Mount Crevis. That could work. You oh. know, I think, or maybe it just becomes Mo at some point. I don't know, but at least as far as I've heard, they just say, "Hey, Crevis is Crevis here." That kind of thing. Like, okay. All right. Um, but are you uh, Morauskas on the but court? Morauskas. though? I got. I got to admit, Morauskas I was pretty isn't impressed. Too difficult to pronounce, though. So, uh, but but certainly, Poly B would be easier. Shorter. Yeah, Pauly M and Philly B. It's basically Jersey Shore reincarnated right here, Bruce. And, th- and then we got Dilly A, Dylan Anderson. Dilly A. Uh, I don't know about All that right. one. All right, Bruce, what do you think of Morauskas? Paulius Morauskas on the court, though. I was very impressed. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing that struck me is just his poise. And he he had said after that that first game against Israel, he looked really good. And he, he told me after that he felt really nervous inside. And he didn't look like it. He looked, you know, he looked composed and uh you know was taking smart shots it just you know didn't you just didn't again didn't look like a freshman and that that didn't surprise me though because he was a guy that played on that high level in lithuania last year he was with the same club as krivis but they wanted him to get more time and they couldn't find time for him um on their their top club so they 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 passed him down to this other club loaned him out and he and he got to play in that i think they called the lkl and uh you know yeah, pretty decent numbers too. And just the experience of playing against, uh, you know, older guys and, you know, pretty talented guys. I, I don't know. I think that, that, that did a lot for his development. Cause he also comes in as a freshman, doesn't look like a freshman. I'm sure there'll be times when the speed of the game and, you know, it's different. The college game is going to be different than the Lithuanian pro game, but you know, he, he looked, he looked like a guy who was ready to help for sure. All right, Bruce, you got to settle another debate between uh, Sheer and myself, though, on this one about what uh, um, Caleb Love. I am a big fan of adding Caleb Love to this team. Sheer is a skeptic. Sheer is a skeptical skier on this one. What do you think about Caleb Love so far from what you've seen? And then I will allow Sheer to rebut. Yeah, I think it's too early to tell. But, I mean, you know, he he didn't – you know, I mean, the big thing is I'm sure Jason knows and – you know, everybody else is talking about is this is he took a ton of shots in North Carolina, wasn't very efficient. Is he gonna do that here? Is he gonna disrupt Tommy Wood's offense? But I think I, I don't know. I'm I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now. I mean, he didn't seem to be that guy in this on this trip. And, and in fact he I think he was only like the fourth leading scorer and you know, didn't take that many shots, mostly took shots within that offense. And I think because I think on some level he realizes, hey, you know, if if I've got a if I'm gonna make the NBA, I've got a you know, I got to become more efficient and maybe this offense is going to help me. So I think he's at least for now and it's August. So, you know, you never know, but 
I think he's kind of buying in. So, uh, you know, it's early, but, you know, maybe this works. Sheer? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the way he played on the trip. He didn't force a lot of shots. He missed most of his threes, but they were good looks, and you assume they'll go in eventually. It's If he keeps that up and, and he's efficient and he plays and kind of alters his offensive game and, and plays like Tommy wants him to play, he, he'll be fine. It's just, you know, I kind of got to see it to believe it type of deal. All right, now we're going to talk about. Before we got about, we got a few minutes left here. We're going to get Bruce's thoughts on uh, conference realignment because that's what we. Uh, I'm very curious about what Bruce thinks about this. But first, it is time for our uh, BetMGM pick of the week. Bruce, we are going over five wins for the Wildcats. We're going to keep pushing this mantra until it gets to six. Jason Shear, you agree with this? Yes, absolutely. Bruce, do you want to go over five on the Arizona football team? I have no dog in this fight, as they say. All right. But you are going to – are you going to come to a game, though? Probably, yeah. I mean, certainly if I have to work. And, I, and a lot of times I have a neighbor friend who has tickets. Sometimes we go and just sit way at the top of uh, one of those sections on the um, on the east side. So, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll probably take in two or three. All right, we got two more action shots of Bruce we need to go through, and then we're going to get realignment, and then we're going to sign off. Uh, Jacob Franklin, pull up either action shot of Bruce that we have right action here. Action shot? <laughs> what? You, you got uh, Paul Volpe to to on your side, didn't you? Is that Look at this, Bruce. What is this, Bruce? What's going on in this picture? Describe your surroundings, what you're doing, all this stuff. Honestly, I'm not even sure where that is. Bruce looks like security in this picture. You yeah, do look I mean, like security. Well, I mean, I take my backpack everywhere because I'm always paranoid about. You know, I've had. I've had my car broken into twice. One time my laptop was stolen and I lost all my stories. And, you know, now I have the cloud and everything, but I'm still paranoid. So I don't know. I look, I think that, I think that might've been somewhere around the Jerusalem old city, but I don't, I don't honestly know. All right, Bruce, you do look like security in this picture though. Um, I don't, I don't know. Have you ever thought about, did you ever think about possibly being – because you're obviously – you're very good at questions. You're very good at interrogating. Have you thought I'm about a career in the IDF? What? In the Israeli Defense Force. Here's the deal. You ask questions. You get them to admit stuff, and then you ask more questions. That would be good, Bruce. Well, actually, yeah. I mean, you know, I actually – that you know, that actually has been a thought of mine, not for the Israeli force, but yeah, there was a time when I actually thought about applying to uh, something the U.S. government involving things like that, but I didn't think I'd be qualified anyway. And I still, and I like what I do, so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I, it's still the best option for me. I feel like when I went to Israel when I was like 13, I was surprised by how many good-looking women are in the IDF. Bruce, in did the, you notice this? In the what? In the like the Israeli army, like they're well, like, I mean, they, they, everybody has to do it. I think it's male and female, and, and yeah, you turn nineteen, I think it is, maybe eighteen. You have to do it. And, and in fact, the guards that approached them when they came back from Bethlehem that day, they came back to the over the Palestine border and the checkpoint, and then the guys, the guys who came in, I think there was a a woman and a guy, and they were yeah, they were both probably late teenagers, maybe twenty, and uh, yeah, and it just. You know, and they're lugging around machine guns and at the top of their, you know, dealing with a lot of stuff. It's just, yeah. Wait, so we almost buried this. What branch of government were you thinking about going into, Bruce? Oh, I don't know. It's just. I, CIA? I, Executive? No, uh, no, it wasn't. Bruce for president? I would never, I would never call Bruce it. Bruce for no, president? A politician? 
it was like a border. Like, there was like a board. It was. It's a long story. I don't want to get into it. But uh, <laughs> bottom line is, I I I thought about a lot of things, and you know, and I'm happy where I'm at. So for sure. All right, we got one more action shot. Then we're gonna get to realignment. One more action, Bruce. What's going on here? This was a um, this was a team meeting in um, where was it in Jerusalem at their hotel, and it was kind of like a different topic. So they let me in is, you know, I wasn't, you know, quoting anybody. It was mostly pretty harmless stuff about, uh, what it means to be a wildcat, stuff like that. You know, I think they were doing some team building and stuff like that. So, um, and that was at the end of it, they had like a, you know, a, what do you call it? A huddle, a huddle up thing. But I don't think I was in the middle of that. I can pretty much assure you that I was probably in the back somewhere. You're not wow. breaking down the team. That's no. not you breaking down the wildcats. No, no. <laughs> Bruce, what no, do you think about that? I would be surprised. In fact, there it's funny you said because there was there was a practice I was actually watching in Jerusalem where they were doing that before practice, they were huddling up and and starting to say, and I just happened to be sitting there and they came over towards where I was sitting next to uh one of the, the team doctors, Dr. Paul. And um and Pella Larson looks at me and he's like, guys, can we have some privacy here? And basically saying, get out of our team huddle. And I didn't even want to be in it, so I left. Yeah. Bruce, can we hear that uh, impersonation again? That was good. <laughs> Come on, that was good, Bruce. Let's hear it one more time. Come on. Give us some privacy, fellows. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, we're, that right. we're, we're time stamping this one. All right, Bruce, you get to uh, <laughs> you get to travel all around the. Uh, you obviously yeah. get to travel with the team. What do you think now about trading in the Seattle, the LA, the Boulder tickets for some Stillwater, Morgantown, um, places Waco? places like that bruce where you might have to catch it connecting flight well you know it's it's not about me so that's that's all I no, but i'm making it about you i'm asking about you basketball wise this is a terrific move for arizona they'll give you know they'll get a lot of great rivalries out of it and you know they'll they'll bring teams into McHale that won't come here you know now so that that's a good thing they lose ucla and you know, maybe oregon um but it's good from that aspect but but yeah, I mean, as far as the Pac-12, yeah, I mean, you can literally fly nonstop from Tucson, from Tucson to every Pac-12 city except Pullman, and Pullman you can you can't go anywhere anyway. So, will the um, Star be getting you a lot of rentals then when the Big Twelve uh, when Big Twelve hits? What? You're going to have to have a lot of rentals then, right? Um, because obviously, a lot of these towns don't have probably like actual like airports. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was looking at that just out of curiosity, like Morgantown, I guess you fly to Pittsburgh and then just drive like and that that's typically the way I do it anyway. If there's a, you know, for non-conference where there's a situation where it's usually much cheaper to, you know, if you have a really small airport, there, there's no competition. The fares are high. So usually like, you know, a place like Missouri, you'll fly to St. Louis or, you know, I've been doing that for years. And so that, that wouldn't be any difference. The question is, are they going to how is that going to work? Are they going to have one off games? in Morgantown and then back to Tucson and then back to, to Orlando or, you know, or they, are they going to pair them up to where it sort of makes a little more sense travel wise. And, you know, cause well, yeah. The, I don't know. If Arizona plays West Virginia in two years, if you thought about the Kirk Creesa headband story 2.0. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. If he sticks around, I mean, I, I, and I think he probably will because I think, you know, we'll see how this year goes with their situation or, or if they bring in another coach, whatever, but, um, that would be something. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. Before we sign off here, Bruce, have you thought about becoming a PHNX diehard with the uh, AZ or with the uh, Arizona Daily Star account? Come on, you've thought about it, Bruce. You're no, thinking about it, not. aren't you? I have not, and I would not. And it's nothing personal, as I've explained to you before. But I'm a journalist, so we're impartial. We cannot do these kind of things. Well, you're you're on Shears message boards, though. For what? What do you mean? You're on you're on Shears Wildcat Authority message boards. Oh, I read them, sure. Yeah, I mean, what's your, screen, what's your username? Me, but, you know, and and they and and Sheer has some knowledgeable fans on there, so it's good to read that stuff. What's your username? I don't. I think it's just my name, uh, but I don't post, so you won't see it. All right. Well, either way, you should become a PHNX diehard here, Bruce. Check out phnxlocker.com to grab your membership to receive exclusive content, discounts on all events and merch, and access to our Discord chats, and access to Bruce Pascoe uh, interviews like this one we're going to have here. All right, Bruce. They can find you at uh, – let me see if I can do this off the top of my head. On Twitter, at Bruce Pascoe, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wildcaster okay. app. Yeah. Get the newspaper. And I feel like I'm forgetting something, Bruce. Where else can they find? Oh, on Instagram. Bruce, you have an Instagram. Well, just Tucson.com. <laughs> I mean, Tucson.com is the easiest thing to remember, and that's where we are. And, you know, if, there's apps and all that, too. Sure. We can, in, you can get an app and we'll shoot you pushes, what we call pushes, you know, little alerts uh, after games and stuff like that, you know, which is pretty common. All right, Bruce. And where can we find you on Instagram? Uh, I don't post on Instagram. In fact, you asked me about that. I didn't respond, but um, Thanks. I generally am just like a lurker. I read other I, because, cause, and I and I probably will start posting. I, I think it's Bruce underscore pass. I don't even know, honestly. Can you put know. a picture though up at least? Um, yeah, Give my controller but my use Instagram to read other things and have pushes sent to me about like when. In fact, I, who was it? Somebody committed on Instagram, like on New Year's Eve. And, and as, the only reason I knew about it is the guy did a push alert uh, and it said somebody updated his story or whatever. And I looked at it and sure enough, he said he's coming to U of A. I can't remember who that was. Bruce, but, can I be in charge of your Instagram? Um, no, sorry. I'll do it for free. No, because I, I wouldn't. I, I'd be afraid what you would do to it. It would just be pictures of Bruce. <laughs> uh, that, then, no, that I don't think that would be of interest, really. <laughs> All right. Bruce, as always, though, seriously, joking aside, one of the coolest people out there, maybe the most kind hearted person out there. Bruce, you are a man. We appreciate you. Well, you are a man, obviously, but you're the man. I can be annoying, too. So but thank you. Have you ever been annoyed by Bruce Shear? Never. Not once. Really? I haven't. I'm serious. No. And the people that were following you on the trip all said that they were uh, because I'll go to recruiting events and I'll be asking Jason, "Hey, what about this guy? What about this guy? Who's this?" Bruce, I do that for a living. It's uh, there's a message board. It doesn't bother me. All right, Bruce, you can ask him anything. You have his phone number now since I've included you in the group chat. You can message him at any time. Yeah, I know. And all right, but don't don't message Bruce before eight, though. Correct? Before eight. Yeah, you don't get up early. You're a, well, you're I mean, a, during the season. Well, the thing is that during the season, you're up till midnight, one in the morning. I am usually updating, unless it's like a six o'clock game or something. So I try and keep it consistent, and I'm usually mm-hmm. sleeping between yeah twelve or right. one, eight o'clock. Mike, what time did you text me this morning? Do you know what time you texted me? Probably about six. Four forty-five in the morning. This guy texted me, Bruce. Yeah, that's just that's just weird. I mean, come on. Yeah, what did I what did I ask? You asked you have, me to send you that email. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Where can they find Sheer as well? And we're uh, Sheer, where we now know that Bruce is on the message boards right there. So everybody play nice. But where can they find Sheer? Uh, WildcatAuthority.com, at Jason Sheer on Twitter, and the Wildcat Scoop podcast. All right. Bruce, you're the man. Sheer, you're the man. I am merely Mike Luke. Jacob Franklin behind the scenes. We appreciate you all. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. But again, thanks, Bruce. We appreciate your time, buddy. Oh, thanks, Mike, thanks for all the, you know, being so nice. Yeah, as always. Now, Bruce, it's not an act with me. I, uh, this is what you see is what you get. Sheer can definitely attest no. to this. Kind of almost over the top, but very nice. Yeah. <laughs> me over the top? Never. Yeah. Mike, never. Right. <laughs> You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. <laughs>